Hey Church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. It's good to be together, amen? Hey, I wanna just um, share something that as we were worshiping and as we were singing, and it's kind of been a resonating thing today. Before I jump into my message, I wanna just share, um, I feel like the Lord just shared something with me as we were worshiping, and I wanna just um, share it. So I don't do this often, um, but I really feel like this could be some, some, for someone a really life-changing moment right now. As I was worshiping, as we were singing, the Lord just began highlighting um, to me different rooms and homes, different rooms and like spaces, like not my house, right? But like different places and spaces. Um, and I say that phrase often, but it was really highlighted more than ever as I was standing there. And, um, and they were really dark. And I'm not trying to be gloom, dark and gloom. Like I believe Jesus has won it. He's in the victory. It's awesome. I praise Jesus for that. But there's some spaces, some some bedrooms, some living rooms, some areas that you may go and frequent that you know you shouldn't be going to. There's some other people's spots that you have gone to and you found yourself trapped and caught in some stuff. And the Lord wanted to say today to whoever that may be that he wants to reclaim that. He wants to reclaim those dark spaces, the actual physical spaces that you have found yourself falling trapped to, listening to the same stuff, doing the same things over and over again. His spirit is in us. He's claimed us as sacred space. Amen. But he also cares about, he also cares about our environment and he cares about what we're in. There's a scripture that we share during intercessory prayer that, that, that the boundary lines for us in our lives are of pleasant things, pleasant places. Scripture talks about that, that, that the Holy Spirit picks us up and puts us into areas of pleasant places. There's a difference between um, um, hardship and trials and circumstances and, and saying like, that, that's really hard, but you know, how many of you know when you're in trials and circumstances and situations, you can still have joy, you can still have peace, you can still serve Jesus with everything. There's a difference between that and what I'm talking about, what I think the Lord is addressing today is places where we found ourselves trapped in. You keep showing up to that same phone number that calls you. Some of you today, he wants to take that off your life. Delete the phone number. That's a good word, Pastor. You're welcome. It's free. He wants to reclaim some, some rooms in your home that you have just continued. That's the place you go and hide. Today, he's saying, come out. Come out. Because his presence and his glory will literally overwhelm you and it'll overwhelm the places. It'll over. We pray. I want to pray right now for homes to be sacred ground, holy ground. I want to pray for bedrooms to be holy ground. I want to pray for your friends that you go to and you visit and you keep for those places to be overwhelmed with the Spirit. This is, I know this is crazy, but this is so true. I have watched in my own home as we have moved from apartment to apartment in the city. We anoint it and we pray, Holy Spirit, this is holy ground because you're here and we're a part of your kingdom. So I want to pray that for whoever that is. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If this is you right now, just slip your hand up right now. If you just need, if you have a space you've been running to, a place you've been hiding, slip it up high. We see it. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right now, Holy Spirit, restore those places. First and foremost, restore hearts where there have been trappings of the evil one that have been continually happening. Break it off of them. We break agreement with those traps right now and those schemes right now. And we stand in agreement that homes will be purified. Homes will be blessed. Bedrooms and living rooms and, and places where people are hiding right now, God, as they walk back into those places where old habits have been plaguing them, they will walk into those places in freedom in Jesus' name. So we just plead your blood over this house, over these homes, over every person. And we ask this in your goodness and in your kindness and in your mercy, in Jesus' name. And everybody says... Come on, everybody says, amen, amen, and amen. We've been in a series here at Oasis on prayer. This is one of our spiritual disciplines throughout the year here. We're going to go through a spiritual discipline, and we're going to practice it together. And let me just say this. As we go through these, we don't just practice these during these times, these weeks. Our hope and our prayer is that you take these things and you live them out daily. You live them out. If it's fasting, maybe not fasting. Some of you, bless you. You're awesome. I can't fast daily. <laughs> But, but, but maybe it's a habit that you could take on once a week. 
maybe a day of the month, right? So we've gone through fasting. We're in prayer now. And I, I don't know about you, but I, I've been really encouraged by what God has been doing. And our hope is this, whether you've been a Christian for 40 years or four minutes, that you have a powerful communion with the Father. That your prayer life is empowering. Your prayer life is strong. Not for the fact of just doing it, but the fact for the fact and the fear, uh, sheer power of communion with the Father. Our hope is that in this series, we, we covered a couple types of prayer. And today we're going to go into another type of prayer. And I believe all of these go hand in hand together. They all, they all, what I believe should make your prayer life dynamic and encouraging and, and should draw you because this is ultimately what, what prayer does. It draws you to a place to come and to sit and to just be with the Father. I'm so thankful that the throne room of grace is open. I'm so thankful that I get to go and sit with my Father. Anybody else thankful this morning that you get the opportunity to go sit with the living God? This is what's awesome about God, Yahweh. He's alive. We, we serve a living God. We serve a God that is alive, that is moving, that is active, that is speaking. We do not serve, and I believe this with my whole heart because I've experienced this time and time. We serve a God that is alive and speaks. He speaks through his word. He speaks, speaks through times like this in his presence. He, he speaks to me on walks outside as I look at the trees. That look at, I'm not an outdoor walk guy, but I become that, and he speaks. He speaks to me when I'm with my wife. Speaks to me with, I'm with, with, when I'm with my child. He's a God that speaks. Anybody thankful that we are a part of a kingdom that the Lord of heaven speaks? He speaks. It's clear all throughout scripture that God speaks. It's clear through, through Abraham, Adam, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Joshua, Ezra, Jeremiah, Nehemiah. He speaks. He speaks to the disciples. He, he showed up onto the scene. Jesus, he came and he spoke the words of his father. He declared the kingdom of God to people. He is still speaking today. This is so true that, and I'm thankful for it, that we have the words of our Father through Jesus. And we get to hear the voice of God through the Holy Spirit. That it's available to us. It's, it's given to us. It's, it's accessible to us. We don't, I want to just say this. This is a very, I could teach on what prayer I'm going to mention. I could teach a whole year on this, hearing the voice of God. How many of you know that to be true? It's a massive topic, so have some grace. And wisdom go fill the gaps. But, but I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit literally still speaks to his kids today. And some of you are fighting, some of you are not hearing, some of you, we're going to take, I believe the Holy Spirit's going to move today and minister to you. But I'm thankful that he speaks. The question I have at the forefront before we jump into my, the scripture verse, turn to John chapter 10, turn to John chapter 10, get there. I want to ask this question at the forefront. We believe in this house that God speaks. The really big question for all of us today is, are we listening? Are we listening to the Holy Spirit speaking today? John chapter 10, verses 11 through 12. These are the words of Jesus. These are powerful. He's speaking then. He's speaking the same true thing today. He says this, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Anybody thankful for Jesus' life? Come on, church, we are not a quiet church. We can be loud and say amen for Jesus. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Jesus continues, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, Jesus says. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, Jesus never did anything outside of the will of his Father. I lay my life down, and I lay my, down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The sheep know the good shepherd's 
voice. The sheep know the shepherd's voice, the one that laid his life down for us. We can know his voice. So Father, right now, in these few moments that we have by your Spirit's power, I just pray right now that you give wisdom and discernment. You help. You open up hearts. You open up ears. You, you soften hearts to receive. And Father, I pray that you will take us deeper into listening to your voice. The, the prayer of listening, the, the engagement of listening to you. Help us, oh God, we pray. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Listening prayer, another type of prayer that we want to focus on today. I, I really believe that this is a prayer that really is important. It matters. It's something that we need more now than ever before. This posture of sitting and listening. Knowing what Jesus, by his spirit, is saying to us, knowing what the Father's saying to us, this is a lost art. How many of you know today, now more than ever, our attention span is gone? This is the truth. Like, like now more than ever, I was reading articles and talking to some people that are a lot smarter than me, and they said because of this, I think I mentioned this last week, because of this and the amount of times that we're on this, our attention span is gone. We literally, I think it's on average like three seconds before we're already thinking something else. It's wild. And so as our brains are running and as our eyes are seeing, as we're hearing all this information and all this noise, it's really hard to just sit in silence. How many of you would say amen to that? I, Rachel and I started a book about a year and a half ago, and the book kicks off. It's a devotional book, and it kicks off with just a prayer, and then it says, sit for three minutes in silence. And I was like, oh, I got this. Three minutes? Give me 20. How many of you know after a minute, I was like looking at the phone like, I, I feel like it's been an hour. I was like, it's got to be an hour. It has to be. Two minutes go by. I'm like, I feel like I've been here forever. Lord, we're, it's hard to sit in silence. It's hard to listen. But those that have said yes to Jesus and have come into the kingdom of God, we have a shepherd that speaks. And we get to hear his voice for our lives. We get to hear his voice for our families. We get to hear his voice for our callings and our careers and our purposes and our dreams. We get to hear his voice and his voice is good. I, I played soccer. Many of you know that. And I, I played in high school and in college. And um, my dad was never one uh, to be close to the front row of the bleachers. My dad was never one to ever stand on the sidelines. He was up at the very top of the bleachers by, uh, with him and my mom. And my mom half the time didn't even know what was going on in the game. She had no clue what the score was by the end of the game. I love her. Bless her. She's amazing. I'd get done with games. She'd be like, did you win? I'd be like, mom, literally, you were just sitting here for 90 minutes. What? Anyways, I'm just having a counseling moment here with all of you. But I could be in the midst of a really bad game, a really frustrating moment, a really, like, like my emotions were getting the best of me. <laughs> I was losing my, my cool. I was becoming a little undone. And I, I would always remember that no matter how loud it was, and I'm not talking a big stadium, but pretty full stadium of people, no matter how loud it was, I could hear my dad's voice. No matter how chaotic it was, no matter the scene, I remember in one game in college, the, 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 it erupted. Let me just say that. The benches cleared, and it was quite a scene, and I was in the mix of it. <laughs> like, like, I'm here, and we're ready to go. And I, and I remember my dad, who was far away, just said, Jay, if you, if you know anything about parents, being a parent, like, like when you say it in that tone, I turned, and I saw him, and I locked eyes with him. And he just said, he just did this. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I said, Dad, why didn't you want me to get in this? What? He said, son, what would that have done for you? He was being a father. Yes, he's my earthly father, but he was a, being a good father. If I would have swung and thrown that punch, I would have been suspended. I would have been kicked out of, for a couple games. It would have cost me a lot. It would have cost me scholarship money. It would have cost me also. And my dad said, son, Jay. And I heard it. And it kept me safe. It's the same thing. I know it's an analogy of an earthly father to a son, but this is the same thing about with, with the Spirit of God. As we sit and as we listen to him, we get to receive the kingdom of God. We get to receive peace. We get to receive joy. We get to receive alignment. We get to receive everything that is out of order. We get to get back in order. How many of you know God's Spirit wants to make crooked paths straight? 
That's a good place to say amen. Anybody, anybody thankful? Crooked paths straight. When we're out of order, he brings us back in. When we're off a little bit, he rebrings us and realigns us back to him because he's a good shepherd that laid his life down for his children and he's still doing it today through the Holy Spirit. So this is a crucial thing. And this is important to receive from him, his leading, his instruction, his voice. And the reality is this, that engaging with God and a manner of listening prayer is really difficult. How many of you know that to be true? It's so hard. We come with our lists. We come, even last week we talked about confessions. <laughs> it's funnier in my head than it. Like, like We come with all this stuff and we give God a minute or two at the very end to say, God, speak, I'm listening. We come for your desperate crises and needs and God hears those and wants you to bring that. But we go run into the throne room when we're in the midst of an emergency. Come on, I'm the same way. And then we go, okay, God, I'm listening. And I'm there and I don't hear anything or I've given them enough of the time. It's really hard to stay in that. But I think if in the waiting, that's where you actually get the strengthening. I believe in the waiting, you actually get strengthened. We're so quick to speak today more than ever. We don't listen. I mean, we know this, right? We, we, we're a part of life. We're a part of this cultural moment. We, we know all the opinions, all the posting, all the comments, all the sharing. None of us are stopping. Okay, I don't mean to say none of you. Some of you might be, and bless you. I, I want to I hang with you and know you, but most of us, the majority of us, are not stopping to listen. We're just talking. Come on, I, I'm not trying to condemn anybody. It's just the nature of this day and age, this, this world of technology, where we're just constantly going, constantly speaking, constantly saying. I just wonder, just let me say this. Maybe before, I've said it before, I think I need to say it again. What if you just ask the Holy Spirit if you should comment? What would be his answer for some of us? What, what, what would you ask him if you said, Holy Spirit, should I just get off of everything just for a moment that, because all this noise, all this distraction is keeping me from listening, I wonder what he would say. Because in this day and age, it's really hard for us to not speak, as I speak right now to all of you. <laughs> It's really hard to just sit and listen and say, man, Holy Spirit, speak. And just as much as we're distracted in our world today, this carries into our prayer life. It absolutely carries into our prayer lives. We come in distracted. We come in disengaged. We, we come in with our throw up prayers and our wish list of things and we leave and we enter into life and life gets really hard and we say, God, where are you? And I, I think for me sometimes the Holy Spirit goes, Jay, I was gonna speak some words to you in the morning so that when you did get into that situation at three o'clock, you would be ready for the situation at three o'clock. But instead you came and I'm still kind. He's still good. He's still merciful. I still gave you wisdom, but I would have been able to pour it out to you so that when, does this make sense to anybody? If I would have just sat for a moment, I would have been prepared for what the day had. And we're running around sometimes with, with our heads just all crazy going, where are you, God? What are you doing? He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking. I'm speaking. Are you listening? Are you listening? There, there's this saying that we all say, I, I have a personal relationship with God. How many of you said that before? Every hand should go up. I've heard all of you say it. Even if I don't know you, bless you. I, I know you've said it. I have a personal relationship with God. The reality is, is that's true. You do have a personal relationship with God. But the personal relationship with God today is a one-way street. It's me telling, it's us telling God what we need, what he's not doing, what he, we, it's a one-way street. My wife and I have a personal relationship. We have a marriage, we have a covenant together. And I'm so thankful for her. But how many of you know to be true, if she did all the talking, if I did all the talking, it would be a one-way street. Hello, y'all with me? Single people, the best thing you can do is to communicate to one another in love and to talk when you get married. It's crucial. But if it's just sitting there and one's talking, the other one's just sitting there like, and the other one's just talking, it's a one-way street. The fact of the matter is that a personal relationship with God has become a one-way street. It's I, 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 there, I there's a song, I've said it before. There's a song that's, that's floating around the, the airwaves. I'm gonna just say the airwaves. I don't even know why the airwaves. I have no idea where that came from, but it's just the airwaves, the music, the music world. And, and I don't, I'm not here to say anything ill will, but it's a song like, I, I, I talk to Jesus. 
And Rachel and I were in the car one time and we listened to this song. And I was like, what is, like, oh, cool, like, cool. And the, and the song stopped, it, it, it ended. And Rachel said, yeah, 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 cool. Like, we, we talked to Jesus, but are we listening to Jesus? <laughs> Maybe that should be more of our song that we sing, God speak, I'm listening. I'm gonna stop talking and start listening. I'm gonna shut my mouth, turn off the chaos and the noise, and I'm gonna start listening. You can talk all day long to Jesus. The question is, are you listening to Jesus all day long? Huh. Is this okay, church? Are you awake? It's 10 o'clock on Memorial Day. Is Memorial Day labor? I get them confused. What is it this weekend? Memorial Day, praise the Lord. Um, are we awake? <laughs> You're all listening. You're doing a good job of listening. You can talk to Jesus all day long. I can talk to Jesus all day long. The fact is, is that he wants to speak to us. His words want to take root in us. He wants to speak over us and declare what is true to us. John 15, Jesus talks about this, that the person who allows his words to take root in their soul will produce fruit and walk in eternal life. Jesus wants to speak words to you. He wants to speak eternal life into your soul. He wants to speak the kingdom of God today over you. Are we listening? Are we listening? See, this is, a, this is kind of a line in the sand where we have to decide, do we actually believe Jesus and the, the, the Father is a good shepherd? Do we believe that Jesus is a good shepherd? Do we believe that he has our best interest in him? Do we believe that we can trust him and lean into him and go to him with everything? This is a line in the sand where we, you can come in and you can say, I love Jesus, but you walk out and you never listen. Instead of going, okay, I trust him. Because you know why sometimes we're scared of what he has, of listening? Because <laughs> we don't want to do what he says. That's a good word, Pastor. You're welcome, guys. I'm just giving. We don't want to hear what he has to say. Oh, he's just so mean. He wants to take everything from me. He wants to take all my friendships and relationships. Oh, he wants to take that guy from me. He's so kind. That guy's so nice. He pays for my meals all the time. Does he love Jesus? He could pay for your meals all day long. If you don't love Jesus, it ain't the guy for you. Ladies, I love you. I'm just helping you. I'm saving you a lot of heartache. Oh, I, I, why, do you, why, why do you have to, God, why do you have to take that from me? Why do you have to, I don't want that to go for my life. I don't want to release that off of my life. I wonder if you would release it, what you would walk into. Are you listening? I, I know this to be true. I didn't want to listen to God. This is a full, honest moment. Can I have an honest moment with y'all? Because I, I need to maybe bring it more here. When God called us to do this, I said, the first thing I said, I was on an airplane from New York City coming back in turbulence. If you know me, I don't like flying and I don't like turbulence. I'm brown bagging it. Like, like I'm like, please bring the, the things down. I'll put them on. Just, just send this one, please. Like, that's how it is in flying for me. Just another counseling moment. I'm just getting it out, letting the Lord work and... He called me and said, like, it's time to go plant. It's time to pastor. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times over the course of the next four months before I said it to anybody, I told him no. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. And what did he keep doing? Speaking it over and over and over and over because he's kind. He'll keep doing it. He'll keep bringing it. And I was like, no, 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 no. Why? Because I didn't want to give up my life. I don't want to give up my dreams. I didn't want to give up my purposes. I didn't want to give up my comfort. I didn't want to give up me. But God, when he speaks, the reason why some of us don't want to listen is because he's actually calling you to more of him and less of you. And that's not to condemn, but this is what listening prayer does. This is the power of listening prayer going, okay, I'm hearing it. It's going to be really hard, but I'm going to say yes to it. A personal relationship with Jesus means listening and praying to him, speaking and listening, speaking and listening. And so I just want to give us a couple things today that will help us with listening prayers. We go to the fathers, we sit with the fathers, we receive from the spirit that, that will help us stop and listen. The first thing is super important. You got to catch this. That listening prayer starts with connection, hands down. Listening prayer, the art of listening to God starts with connection. 
Psalm 61, verse 1, Daniel, uh, David pleads, for, for God alone, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. My soul waits in silence. From him comes salvation. David knew that, that there was no other way to be saved except through Jesus. How many of you know that to be true? How many of you say amen to that? There's no other way to heaven except through Jesus. We declare that. We believe that. We stand on that. That will never change. There's no other way to salvation except through Jesus. And so knowing that Jesus gave my life, I will sit and wait. My soul will be silent. How does he declare that? Because he's been paid for. He knew who God was. He knew that he was delivered and set free. He was brought out of the kingdom of darkness and put into the kingdom of life. He was now connected to the source. Are you with me? He was connected to the source. Listening prayer. I would, I would sit and try to listen to God when I wasn't following God. Anybody ever there before? Like I was in crisis. Thank you, pastor. Like back in the back, just the two of us, we will pray afterwards together in Jesus' name. I, would, I wasn't saved. I wasn't following Jesus. I was making all sorts of dumb decisions. I was lost. And I would go and I would just sit and be like, God, speak. I really need you to come through for me. I mean, you know, all, all, all I was doing was just hoping. What I was missing was connection to him. That's hard. I know. He'll still speak. He'll, he, I, he would, he was, but when it came to certain things that I was asking for, I wasn't connected to him. The reality and the nature of this is when you come to Jesus, you are immediately connected to the Father. You are immediately brought into the kingdom. Can I declare this? No matter what you're doing, no matter where you find yourself today, if you said yes, if you believe in your heart that Jesus is the Lord, that he came, he died on a cross, he raised the life three days later, you are saved. And in that, that should cause you to give some praise to Jesus just for a second. Like you are saved. You're connected. And there's this sanctifying grace and work that happens in our lives, like we talked about last week. But, but, but prayer, listening prayer, only happens when you know that you're connected. This is why at this church we have such a high theology of adoption. That you are adopted children in the kingdom. That you are not orphans. You are not running around as an orphan does. You're not trying to gain approval. You're not trying to get his attention. You have his attention because you said yes to Jesus. Amen. Connection, prayer, listening starts when you're connected to God and you get the spirit of God in you. That the Spirit intercedes on behalf when you don't know what to pray, the Spirit starts to pray. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you as a testimony to the world around us, as a testimony that you are connected to the life-giving source of Jesus Christ. The spirit of adoption is massive. Why am I saying this? Because Satan would want you to think you're an orphan today because of that mistake you did because of that sin that you keep living in. He wants you to think that you are an orphan. I'm here to break agreement with that and to say in all authority, you are not an orphan. You are a child of the king. Some of you need to wake up in the morning. You need to put on your bathroom mirror. I am a son or a daughter of the king. Write it. Put it as a note. Put it at your phone screen. Instead of Mr. So-and-so that you're hoping will say, yeah. like, like, anyways. Put it on the screen that you look at the most and remind your soul that you are a daughter or a son of the king. Break agreement with Satan trying to tell you, you're your mistakes, you're your sin. No, you are not. That is a lie from the enemy. You are a child that has been brought into light. You are freed from darkness. You are no longer bound. You are set free and free indeed. And so you get to sit as a son at the table of the king. I grew up in this church, eh, not in this church, that'd be weird, four years. I grew up in this church. I wasn't really exposed to what it truly meant to be adopted until like over the last couple years. That I don't have to run and try to get his approval, I don't have to do, I just get to be his son. I pray that breaks you. I pray that revelation breaks off everything in your heart that is not of him. You're a son and a daughter. You're a child of the king. So you're connected to him because of that truth, because of that reality. We know this. This is where we start from. This is crucial. 
We do not come to hear. Uh, we, when we begin from this place, we get to understand that Jesus is speaking to us because we are his kids. Because we are his kids. Because he does want to speak. He does want to declare who you are. Some of you have turned this voice off about who you are. Some of you, I want to say this, I have to, I just have to. Your sexual identity is all over the place today. It's because you stopped listening to his voice about who you are. But you said yes to him, you can get right back to that voice. And you can say yes to that voice. And you can say yes to what he's speaking. I know that's hard to hear, but it's the truth. He doesn't want to leave you. He doesn't want to leave you as an orphan. He doesn't want to leave you broken. He shouted it from the moment that he, he went to that cross. He shouted it from the moment that everything that is, is sinful and death is to be paid for. And because of our, is this okay today? You guys are right. Because of us being connected to the source of Jesus Christ, we get to listen to the voice of the Father. It starts with connection. It's crucial for us. But how many of you know that because of listening prayer, it's hard. And we have all these other noises and all these other voices and all these things. See, 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 listen, this is a supernatural battle that is happening and taking place. There's principalities of darkness that are raging. And sometimes you'll, something will speak to you and you'll think it was Jesus, but you gotta be so in tune and so connected that you know that's actually a voice of wickedness. Because guys, we gotta catch this. Not every, sometimes we're walking around going, God told me to do this and the fruit is not showing that. I'm gonna dial in here a little bit. Like, like the fruit is not showing that that was actually, oh, God told me. Well, God will confirm what he tells you when you're connected and you're connected to others and you're connected to the body. <laughs> well, I heard God. Well, the fruit is not showing, son. Because we gotta be aware that this thing, this battle, Satan is smart. Wickedness, wickedness is smart. Evil's smart. It's not all powerful. It's just throwing at it, hoping it can win. It's already lost. He's already lost. He's lost, and he keeps throwing mud, going, I hope to claim so. He can't. But, but, but we got to be careful. And connecting to the Father, the connection to the Father matters so crucially because you can be hearing a voice thinking, that's all God. It's not God. It's not. If it doesn't align to his word, we believe the Bible here still. We're a church that loves the word of God. It's not some old history book. It's not some old book that we put on the shelf. It's living, it's breathing, it's active. And it still speaks to every circumstance of my life today. I'm 34. I've been doing this for a little while. Every time I open the word, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is speaking to me right now. It's the same verse I read 50,000 times. Satan will want you to receive some stuff that sounds really good, but it's not kingdom. And so how do you avoid that? Listening prayer. And what does listening prayer do? It calibrates you. It calibrates you. Listening prayer continues with calibration. See, see, okay, calibration is, let me just, let me go to the Webster Dictionary definition. Can I give you the Webster Dictionary definition of what calibration means? <laughs> to standardize something such as a measuring instrument by determining the deviation from a standard so as to ascertain the proper correction factors. So, so measuring tool, think of a line. And they, they're reading a pressure gauge. Those have to be calibrated or else just one little can cause a whole lot of issues and a whole lot of problems. Whether it's on a machine, whether it's in a construction job, how many of you know, like even a compass, hello? If you're out on the sea and you have a compass that's off, how many of you know you can be thinking you're heading in one day direction and you're in Antarctica in the next? You're like, I thought I was going to the Caribbean. Well, you missed it by a little bit, buddy. Funnier in my head. Like, how did you, I thought this, this doesn't look nice. This is one little mistake of that compass can set you off course completely. I, I was studying calibration this week. Just what I enjoy doing. <laughs> and I was talking specifically about this idea of Gauge calibration drift. Gauge calibration drift. Oh yeah, we're going in here. You guys ready for this? It's, a, it's, a, it's an understanding of a tool, a measuring tool that begins to drift off of its true north, true direction, right spot. 
And it was so fascinating to me that this happens over time. It can happen from many different ways. And what happens as it begins to drift, it begins, it begins to drift into inaccurate territory. Over a period of time, what I say last week, you don't just come to this massive moment where you feel far from God. It's little moments. Just little moments over the course of time, you begin to just drift, drift, and drift. What causes gauge calibration drift? It depends on the type of gauge you're using. Some of the most common causes of gauge drift include misuse, a mishandling, neglect, a neglect of listening, a misuse of listening, environmental changes, such as temperature or humidity. Exposure to harsh conditions. Some of you in this room, you, you, are, you, are, you are blocked from sitting and listening because you've had some traumatic thing happen to you in your life. And every time you go to sit and listen, that's all you think about. That's all you see. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Holy Spirit, you lift that off of any person's mind in this place right now. That if that is what they experience, that harsh condition, that exposure to something wicked, you would lift it off of them right now. I'm going to preach. Exposure to corrosive substances. Substances. Correlate this right to listening prayer. You and you the wrong crew. You got some, some people, some substance in your life. It's going to be hard to listen to God. Because you're going to go tell your friends, God told me to do this. And they're going to go, no, he didn't. That's, that's whack. God don't talk like that. And you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Hello? Who you hang with really matters. Show me your five friends, I'll show you your next five years of your life. That's an old saying. I believe it to be true today. Your friends are like elevators. They're going to bring you up and down. I'll just keep going on friends. You want to just keep going on friends? Well, like, it, this matters. What environment you're in, what circumstances you've allowed yourself into, what people have come into your life will, will calibrate you to, to drift, will cause you to drift that calibration. Sudden mechanical, electrical shot or vibration. Why does this happen? Because these situations, these environmental exposures begin to call it off course. Isn't that how evil Satan and his schemes begin to happen? Don't listen to God. You can figure this out on your own. Don't listen to God. You've been given supernatural wisdom. Don't listen to God. Listen to the podcast. This podcast, it's going to save your life. Don't go to God right now. Just get lost in that scrolling. It'll, it'll, it'll calm that anxiety. It'll calm that nerves. It'll calm. Guys, I'm here to just tell us the truth. We begin to just drift. And the calibration is off. And listening prayer brings us back alignment. How much, if it's necessary for machines to not cause big problems, how much more is it important for our soul? I'm here to say this. I need calibrated every day. Can I help us? I need calibration every day. Every hand should go up. How many of you need calibration every single day? I need to be calibrated because I know there's, there's a moment where something happens and it just starts to take me. Next thing you know, I'm lost for the whole day because I'm just going this direction. And the Father never called me to take my mind that way, never talked to me, told me to take my thoughts that way, none of that. I just find my, I'm like, why is this happening? Holy Spirit, calibrate me back in alignment. Calibration involves two basic steps. I'm almost done, guys. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. You right? To come under listening prayer, it revolves two basic steps to recalibrate us to the Spirit. At first, it causes us to analyze where our minds, our bodies, and our souls are receiving from and listening from. I said about your friends, but guys, here, I'm here to tell you, you got to be very careful with what is being spoken all over sorts of platforms today. How many, the, the, okay. The doctrine of demons is real. Second Timothy talks all about it. That, that, that the words that will be spoken sound really good, look really good, but they're actually from, from evil completely. Today, more than ever, what, what, is, what is bad is actually good. And what is good is actually bad today. And so we have to be people that come and get out of the noise, get out of the circumstances, not do listening prayer with your bunch of friends. This is for you and God to go and sit and go, okay, Holy Spirit, show me 
where my mind, my ears, my eyes, my heart have been opened to. And if it's not of you, Holy Spirit, show me. Reveal it. Bring it to the surface. Every deception right now that has festered and taken root, I give you the space to remove it. But this is an honest moment with yourself. This is not a, uh, uh, like an e like easy thing to walk. you got to literally come to the place where it's like, all right, I'm here, and I want you to reveal some stuff. This goes back to that trust factor. Second thing then, as he reveals it, this goes back to last week. See how these build on top? It's a time of repentance. It's a time of confession. It's a time of saying, I've actually allowed for some stuff to speak to me, and I'm not listening to your voice. Father, forgive me. How, how many, I said it last week. 10,000 steps from God, you turn and you ask for repentance, he's right there. That's a good word. Amen. Anybody thankful for that? 10,000 steps away. One step, turn, bam. I'm sorry, God. I've missed it. And you know what's awesome? Is the Holy Spirit's so good to us. The Holy Spirit's amazing to us. We're going to play some ping pong. Is that all right? Kidding. It's funnier in my head. You guys are all serious today. That's me. When you sit in calibration, in times of like, Father, what do you say? He's going to show you. Can I just say that? He's not a father that dangles a carrot and says, figure it out, guys. <laughs> when you're humble, he shows you. So, so what he starts to show you is he starts to bring to surface all the things in your life that didn't bring him glory, that are not bringing him glory, that are actually trappings of the evil one. But what's happened is, is that, that, that we, we, we don't realize that we have them in our hearts. You look good, man. Thank you. And what, what Satan wants to do is just keep piling in the junk, keep piling the junk, keep piling the junk. And so what happens is, is if this is our life, if we are this vessel, right? We, this is our vessel. This is our being. This is us. We don't realize that we have soul ties from past relationships with people in our hearts. You, you all know, you want, me, want me to go down the soul ties will be next week. Come back. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to talk all about it. Guys, when you get it, it, the, God invented sex. Is there kids in this house? I'm sorry. Like he gave it It's a gift. It's the best thing ever. It's holy. It's a covenant. It's beautiful. You know what the reality was when I gave myself to somebody else outside of marriage? I had a soul tie. Thank God for the Holy Spirit and the grace of Jesus Christ. But soul ties. You're so mad. You're so angry. You don't even know why you're angry anymore. You're just mad. You wake up mad. You make up for anybody. Like you just, you're just mad, mad, mad. I'm just mad. Why are you mad? I don't know. I'm mad. It's 2021. I'm mad. You wake up with, oh, they're doing this. Oh, this is what their profile says. Oh, this is what, what I don't have. We start comparing. And little do we know, we just start filling ourselves up with a whole bunch of nonsense. And so we come in a time of, of calibration and we go, all right, you want me to be pure? You want me to be whole? I got some stuff, Holy Spirit. And what happens is this. How many of you know the Holy Spirit's the living water? I know this is a cheesy analogy. This is awesome, though. This has helped me so many times in my life. I've sat in my own house and just done this. Like, this is... Holy Spirit shows up when you say, Holy Spirit, I'm coming. You know what he does? I like, I like that calibration. I like, I like this. This all, this is, this is just the world. This is just schemes. This is just wickedness. I like this. There's freedom in this. There's hope in this. There's joy in this. Thank you, brother. There's joy in that. There's, there's the grace of God in that. You with me? 
And so some of us don't go and we don't listen because we're scared for that stuff to be taken from us because Satan has kept us trapped for far too long. I'm here to tell you, listening prayer will allow for you to be released from the bondage that has gripped you for some time. And the Holy Spirit doesn't, you know what's awesome? I got a whole bunch of water left. The Holy Spirit will never run dry. The Holy Spirit's water will never run out. I, I went to the store today to pick up these bottled waters because I forgot I was doing that in the sermon, blessed be the name of the Lord. Um, and I went to the store and they had like 40 of those jugs. I almost bought all 40. Just for the sheer fact of like, look, it will never run dry. Ever. And listening prayer will help us get the living water. Listening prayer will calibrate us right. Guys, it's not a scary thing to go and sit and just let the Lord speak. It's actually a freeing thing. It's a liberating thing. It's a holy thing. Final thing is this worship team coming up. Listening prayer then continues with commitment. It's a simple thing, but you know that you are brought into the family. You're in his family. You can do this. He will calibrate you in listening prayer. He will speak. So right now, he's speaking to some of you. He's telling you some stuff right now that you know, and you've been fighting it, but his mercy's just calling it out of you. But here's the thing. It has to continue, and it continues with commitment. I want to get to heaven. How many of you want to get to heaven? How many of you know heaven's on earth right now, though, too? I can't wait for the day that I get to be at rest with my father. But heaven's here now. It's here now. It's literally here now. It's available now. To see people set free, to see the captives set free, to see the... How many of you believe that, that heaven is here? Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Dropping. I want to be a person that... It's the heaven, and I hear the words, well done. But personally, I want to be a person that is here on this earth, and I get to see heaven move among me now. And how that happens is I continually go back and receive my marching orders from the Father. I continually go back in commitment, and I receive the words of what my Father would speak to me. It's a commitment to say, man, I didn't really like what he had to say yesterday because it really stung, but I trust him more than I trust anybody else. I trust his words more than I trust Rachel's words. She would say the same thing about it too. I trust his words. I want his words for my life. I want his words for my family. I want his words for my kids. I want his words over me. Listening prayer is important. And I challenge us today to go block out some time Shut this nonsense off. Please. <laughs> Shut it off. And go, calibrate me, Holy Spirit. Work in me, Holy Spirit. I'm plagued with gossip. I, I, fix it. I'm, pla I'm plagued with self-condemnation. Please heal me. I'm plagued with, with sexual brokenness. I keep running to the next one, the next one, the next thing. Please, please. And I know one thing to be true. He'll do it. He will so do it. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. If he's doing it for me, he'll do it for you. If he's doing it right now in me, he'll do it right now in you. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. He will never change. He will do it for you. I want to pray just for an impartation right now. I know we've run a little late, but over, the, over the, uh, this week, we're going to throw up. I'm, I'm putting this on the team right now. <laughs> we're going to throw up some practical steps that I, I, I kind of talked about a little bit, but I'm not going to get to those right now. I just really feel like we just need, I just need to pray. We'll throw those up on social and get those out to you guys. It's a way to help. Find a space. Find a quiet place. Find a, ask the Holy Spirit. There's some steps that will help you. These are not the end-all, be-all ways to do it, but these are ways that we found, my, what my life has found to be helpful. But guys, this is, 
This is important. To say, man, I'm done listening to my own self. I want to, I want to listen to the one that actually designed me. So I want to pray. Can I pray for you? Can I pray over you? Can I pray a prayer of, uh, of just impartation into you? If you feel comfortable, just bow your heads. Maybe just open up your hands right now. Just, just open up your hands. The reality is this, that those that want more of the kingdom, when you say yes to more of the kingdom, you always get more of the kingdom. You get fed in the kingdom of God. And so if you actually want the voice of God to speak, you want to say yes to what he has to say to you, simply say this right now, yes. Yes, Lord, I receive your voice. Say that. Yes, Lord, I receive your voice. I receive what you have to say. I receive your spirit right now. I receive your direction, your leading, your calling, your equipping. I receive your correction. I receive your discipline. You discipline those you love. I receive it. And I receive the kingdom today. In Jesus' name. So, Father, right now, I, I just pray, God, that as we go into this week of, of time of just sitting with you, and as we adore you, and as we intercede, and as we bring things to you in a time of confession, but also a time of listening, I pray that the stuff that's in us, it would be released, and that we would hear your voice clearly. Oh God, I, I want us to be people. You want us to be people, better yet, that know the shepherd's voice. And so we say yes to the shepherd's voice today, once again. We break agreement with every lie and every voice of wickedness and of evil. We break the agreement of every voice that sounds like your voice, but is not you. And Father, we ask, Holy Spirit, for us to just dial into the voice of the good shepherd. And we thank you in advance for how you're going to speak, for how you're going to move, and how you're going to help people this week. And so, Father, make, make this stronger in our lives every single day. We love you, and we bless you, and we honor you, and we give you all of the glory and all of the praise. And everybody says, come on, and everybody says. 